Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I am your host, Rich Owens, and joining me this week, we're looking a little bit, just a little bit FM team deficient. We're, we're Callumless, we're, we're Kevless. We, we, we've got a, <laughs> we've got a Jeb though. We've got a Jeb. We've got a Jeb. Jeb's here. How are you this morning, my friend? I'm not so bad. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, though. Wake up. Sorry. <laughs> just, just put it out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's let you behind force the of habit. I know, exactly. For, I know we recorded in the morning. For, but literally, still. it's just force of habit. I'm just used to saying good morning, and I'm not going to change, and we're not going to redo the intro. I've said good morning. No, I'm no, standing no, by no, it. No, no, okay, no, no. Good morning, because you're listening to this in the morning at 8 a.m., because that's when it comes out. And if you're you not, absolutely are. you're late. You're late. Mm-hmm. All right. Where have you been? Uh, anyway. Thanks for hitting us uh, 300 subscribers this week. Keep keep subscribing, keep liking all those things. It's great, yeah. We've hit it. We're, mm. we're there. But anyway, you asked how I am. Yeah, I'm all right. We, Good. Watched, we watched the World Cup final this morning. It was a disappointment. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't really a lot else to say. Spain, Spain were good at wasting time. Oh, yeah. They really, really are. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was a masterclass in game management. Not necessarily football, but definitely game management. Very, yeah. very high level. Very, very I, high level of that. I jokingly said about uh, Greenwood when she had the head bandage. I was just like, how long before they mentioned Terry Butcher? And then I looked at Twitter and everyone was mentioning Terry Butcher. So I said, Terry Butcher, I'm like, it, it wasn't. Sadly, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nowhere no. near enough bleeding. No. Nowhere near enough. No. Exactly. That's, that's, that, that, there are levels to it. It's like the, it's like the, the Muta scale, but for football. Um, there you go. We're two minutes into the podcast, and there's a really weird Japanese wrestling reference. You're welcome, football manager fans. Oh, there you go. They, they just let. I feel like they've left us to it. I feel like we've been left to just do a podcast this week, and there's no Kev here to keep it on the tracks. Oh so no, it's, it's fine. Ke- Kev down. always keeps it on the tracks anyway, so it's fine. Uh, there's it's, nothing going to go true. wrong here at all. So it's. No, everything's going to be absolutely fine this week. Everything's going to be absolutely fine. Although I'm going to start by throwing a massive curveball. Oh, the biggest curveball of all the curveballs. It's gone. Where's it gone? Uh, Inaccurate throwing. That was my problem. Uh, But I've thrown it regardless. The curveball has been thrown because it's just the two of us this week, Jeb. It's just me and you. Well, there's no such thing as just me and you. It's me and you. Um, And I thought, what would be nice? What would be nice? Because, you know, there was that time that you, you did it to me. And there was that time I did it to Kev. And now I'm going to do it to you. We're abandoning the football manager therapy format. We're not going to save updates. We're not going to be talking about all the other things we normally talk about. I want to talk about Jebaru. I want to talk about you. Jebaru, the the human being. I mean, question one, I assume you are a human being. Okay, perfect. The interview's off. I've done those. My research was impeccable, as you can probably tell. It was absolutely superb. I mean, I want to get to know you, if I'm honest with you, pal, because, you know, you've, you know, you took a little hiatus from pod um, a few months ago due to work commitments. And then ironically, you just spent more time on it than you had done previously, which was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Really enjoyed that. We just kept giving him the injections. It was just, you know, give injection to get through the next podcast. Then he was going to be out for longer. We just kept doing that. Yeah, exactly. We're going to put you on hiatus, but actually you're going to be the entire back four for this week because there's nobody else yes, available. It's, <laughs> it's just going to be you. It's like when you see the little box pop up, it's like a Jebaru is jaded and in need of a rest. And we go, sure he is. Sure he is. He can, he'll, he'll, he'll play through. He'll be absolutely fine. And nothing ever bad has ever happened when, uh, when those boxes pop up on Football Manager, as is my understanding of the game. Um, that's a lie. 
bad things happen all the time that they want to leave. Everyone goes, it upsets everybody. But we're not going to upset anybody today. We're going to talk about you, Jeff. We're going to talk about you, the human being, the, the person, the enigma, the man, the myth, the, metal, the legend that is Jebaru. Um, I suppose it's, it's one of those things. It's a really cliche question. What's your first football manager experience? Because no, we, we all know everyone has played the game to death. Um, I guess the question I have for you, the first thing I'd like to know is kind of what drew you towards kind of the content creation side of, of football manager? Uh, content creation kind of came through jobs, mm -hmm. I guess. Like there was, there was a few YouTubers that I used to watch back in, say back in the day, this like eight years ago. But then I started working for Insomnia Gaming Festival like mm -hmm. eight years ago, actually. Is it eight? Yeah, it's eight years ago. So I started working for them and obviously opened my eyes up to content creation, esports, all those type of things. We were, before that, I was actually working in pub industry, ran mm -hmm. a quite successful pub in Birmingham. Before that, I used to run bars at stadiums. So Edgebaston for four years of my life, Sheffield United for five years of my life, and then all around the country at various others. Sorry, Rich, but yeah, that's why there's a... A little close affinity with Sheffield United. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Like I said, I don't think they're going to survive this season. But yeah, it was it was those things. So I was working my way around and football manager was always present. It's always been present in my life in the background. Drive me to content creation. I think it was I did did a few streams, tried to do it off a laptop, didn't work. And then I've actually got into the broadcast side of things in, in my actual job as well. So it's upgrading various things and getting I always get obsessed by tech and buying things and disposable mm -hmm. income is the most dangerous thing that I have because I just buy something new and shiny when I, when I do it, which is nice to be able to afford those things. But uh, yeah, it got the content creation, I think late 2010, started to watch a little bit more, put out a couple of streams myself. Uh, they weren't the best, they weren't great. And it's just started to develop more and more. And I think it's the more interest on it, like I'm obviously doing the esports side of things and now doing the broadcast side of things, it's that level of quality I want to. Sometimes bring to my streams, which actually I don't pay that much attention to my streams. I paid a little bit of attention yesterday to them because I made some new alerts rather than just using the same scuffed ones that I've used for two, three years. Uh, it was like adding those extra bits. But like thing, the playoffs, I'll spend like four days preparing a playoffs broadcast or preparing a playoffs like in total. Like I'll be doing four days worth of prep on them. And it's that level of content creation that I start to look at a little bit more. It's like how people how people do stuff that's so amazing. Like, Zealand's got his army events. Uh, Lelujo as well, he's edited, his, his videos are fantastic just because of how well edited they are. And then obviously documented mm -hmm. as well. Like, I know he does some of his own, but then he's got uh, Proudy and then other people helping him out. And it's watching those and it's how you aspire to be those. But then I think you then you watch all them and you watch all the fancy things that they do. And think, but then you'll watch someone like Kev. And Kev's got four scenes. <laughs> <laughs> <Four scenes. laughs> so just chatting screen at the start he's got a be right back screen he's got a starting soon screen and then he's got his game screen that's all he has and he he i love kev to pieces and the reason i love having him on in the afternoon is because his streams are like nobody else's and like i'm mm -hmm. taking this question completely off kilter but it's it's nice to see the variety like of streamers out there and it's how you find your own little niche in there like mine is i don't know where that is on that side of things there's, there's obviously a very dour comedy and very dry as, as much as I can bring to it. Uh, mm. I get to do that a little bit with hosting, which is something that I never thought I'd be doing, but I've really enjoyed it and I've, I've kind of taken to it quite nicely. Paths to the Playoffs is my own thing now. And we do mm. stupid things on it because 
I want to do stupid things. I like to just <laughs> and, and the best part is, and I think you you were part of it on the the last one was I don't tell any of the pundits what I'm going to do to them. So it just comes right. by surprise. So we had the playoffs kitchen where I said you mm-hmm. bring a bring thing. You've probably still got the ladle on your desk somewhere. You found the uh, no that it, it, yeah it, about a month before the ladle made it yeah the ladle yeah. made its way back down to the kitchen, um, which was inspired by my wife asking, "Where's my ladle?" So, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, probably where's my ladle? We're having soup tonight. Yeah. It's really hard with this yeah. small spoon. But yeah. yeah, so that that, it, that that genuinely yeah that was. And it, it's it. finding those little extra niches that we can add to things, and it's that's that's where I want to uh, content creation itself, like YouTube. Probably put some shorts on there, but that's probably about it. That's as far as I'll go. Long form content that way. And I want to stream more, but I'm just very busy, as you, as you, as you already alluded to. Yeah, that, that that's one of the biggest issues, isn't it? You know, it's just it's time. T- time is it's it's the it's the most valuable commodity when it comes to anything like this because if you've got an abundance of it you can you, you can literally you, you can use it to your advantage you can like i said spending a couple of hours yesterday just you know updating some of your sound effects just anything that it's just having the ability to, to take a bit of time out of your day to be able to do that that's something that if you don't have it you, you really do miss it you know i've i've never been blessed with a huge amount of spare time yeah. especially you know with with, with kids and, and family and everything else that's going on it's you don't have those hours to spend and you know just really invest that time into making something consistently better i mean in terms of i mean when, when you look at different people's streams i mean you've, you've you've touched upon a few names there people like um you know people like zealand when it comes to his, his content with his, the editing especially with the youtube side of things when you look at like kev like say the man with the he's got four scenes um, I now have five, so you know I've, I've, um, I'm flying, absolutely flying in terms of my creation. When I would say when it comes to an, act- an actual setup and it comes to the actual tech side of things, I think yours is absolutely spectacular. Um, watching watching the live stream a few weeks ago of that Europa Conference League final, you've got multiple camera angles, you've got light shows going on in the back, <laughs> like it's it's absolutely incredible. Is that something that like because as as you said, and I, I suppose we'll talk more in detail about this when we start to talk about kind of you know work and life outside of content creation and football manager. But because you kind of work in that industry and you are, you know, is, is that so when you see a new piece of kit or you see something new, you go, right, I have to incorporate that into my setup somehow? Or is it just more of a, I'm going to buy it and then we'll see what we can do with it afterwards? I think there's some of it like I've, uh, the webcam side of things. I've, I've just basically recycled the webcams that I've had. <laughs> it's like, so my first webcam is now the camera that I put on the cat when, he's, when he or she are here. On, on the side of my face, or if somebody goes, mm-hmm. oh, what does your setup look like? I'll just point the camera. It's, it's actually sat here. Look, come on, it's not going to stretch that far. It's here. Look, it's just just there but, for the audio <laughs> listeners. But uh, yeah, so we have that one, and then I have another one up in the ceiling that I just have an overview of the room, which, to be fair, it just goes as my starting scene because I don't know. I don't know if I'm just scared of using eBay and I don't need to recycle the money. <laughs> Same with Facebook Marketplace. I saw a brilliant meme of Facebook Marketplace the other day, which was. Uh, <laughs> It's completely off topic, but it's somebody stood in a car park. It's like a Facebook marketplace was real life. Somebody stood in a car park, and then somebody driving up to you and going, "Is this still available?" And then they drive off, and that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> and that that actually sums up my Facebook marketplace. That or you put something for sale on Facebook marketplace for like fifty quid, and it goes, "I've got four pounds twenty. Is that enough? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No. How about four pounds thirty? No, no, block like." Yeah, yeah, every single time I've used it, and it's 
but yeah, it's recycling that tech that I've got. There's, there's tech that's obviously borrowed from work, so we have a lot of. So I work in a for a broadcast company. We do. We went. We've exploded, like in terms of size and stuff. So we buy all new pieces of kits. So some of this kits just borrowed, and it'll get taken to events when it's needed, etc. Otherwise, it's going to sit in the warehouse. So rather than sit in the warehouse, it sits on my desk, and I can play about mm. with the various things like the the soundboards and the stream decks. And it's the shiny bits of kit. I've always I've always been interested in newer things. So like, like mm-hmm. I said, I've, I've got free monitors because I haven't sold any monitors on. <laughs> it's, it's those <laughs> those type of recycling. I've got a TV up here that hasn't been turned on probably for a year as well. It's I think that there's a, a level of stuff that I want, I want to buy new tech and I want to see what it does and then I can pass on whether it's good or bad to people. And it's yeah, it's like I don't know. It's just shiny things. Disposable income. Not having children so far might be the biggest thing. I think that that's mm-hmm. probably what it is. Once that hits, I mean, we'll see. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's it's it, it's it's the worst thing in the world. Um, just in terms of financially, you know, emotionally, yeah. And um, no, I stand by it. I said what I said with my whole chest. Um, yeah, my my wife and I were literally having that conversation earlier. We started talking about kind of you know budgeting and finances, and we're like, oh, we're getting a bit short on money this month it's like well we've had a little holiday and the kids have been in their summer activity clubs and doing all these different bits and pieces and then she looked at me she's like do you remember when we we didn't have to worry about any of this and i was like it was just easier it was just an easier time and i can guarantee you my house would be full of different pieces of it. Just, just all sorts of nonsense because you yeah. can't give somebody like me a budget especially you know a, a comparatively big one so i'll just spend this on what you want as like that's a terrible idea because what i want is awful so it's it's one of those nice things to be able to do. But again, in, in much in the same way that time is a valuable commodity, having somebody like a Jebaru around in as much is again, in and of itself is a really, really useful thing to do. Because you know, there's there's a lot of people out there from, you know, in terms of if you look at football manager content creation, you got a lot of people out there, you know, really talented streamers, but might not be the most technically astute people. And then you've got people like yourself, you've got people like Nerd Phonic, who are you know, incredibly knowledgeable, but also incredibly generous with your time as well. It's it's a really, really nice thing to have. Is that something that you kind of enjoy as much, you know, do you get the same level of enjoyment of, you know, helping somebody, you know, building a stream or, you know, giving that advice? Do you get the same level of enjoyment from that that you do for, you know, sorting things out for yourself? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a there's like, there's a few people that help along the way. Obviously, Tony was the initial, how I met Tony was because mm-hmm. I'm doing a stream tonight. I don't know what I'm doing. I borrowed this PC off my, what was it? His, dri- his wife's driving instructor. His, yes, said, Mrs. J's wife's driving <laughs> instructor. He's to blame. He's to yeah. blame for all of this. Yeah, and it's just like, you borrowed, you, okay, fine. That's fine. So, and it was setting him up, and I still remember he just had basic scenes and awful cameras. And like I said, it was just, mm-hmm. you see the improvement, you see Tony's streams. And like, same with Tony as well, like Nerdphonic as well. Nerdphonic giving up his time, I think. This week alone, I don't know if you saw where the spaces PC broke. So Nerd finally mm-hmm. went to his house and spent two days at his house diagnosing his PC and went, I can't get it working properly. Here's my PC. Use that because you're going to get more value out of using this for your content. It can just go mm-hmm. to use his laptop, etc. And that's just amazing to see. Like, I, it was a real honor to meet uh, Matt the, the other week at Slough because we've traded mm. back ideas and stuff like that. And he's, we, I was going to originally help out on the showdown with some stuff, but times didn't align and I ended up in the playoffs and we'll see what happens. But it's, it's nice to give back to the community in that way. And it's nice to help people along the way. There's people that will, the amount of DM, random DMs I'll get off people who've sat in my channel for like a couple of minutes or I've been sat in Kev's channel and they've come to me. It's really nice to see that I'm that go-to piece. Mm-hmm. I do have to apologize to them because some of them are, 
just don't have the time of the day to get back to them. <laughs> but as much as I can, I'll lend, lend a hand where we can. And I think it's it's important to help out that way. And I think it's mm. the, the way the community's going and all these new streamers are coming in still by the week. It's great. It's great to see like extra people coming in and people who've like watched various people for years and years have gone, right, I'm going to give this a go now. And like I said, mm -hmm. it might you might sit there with one view for the whole time, but if you're enjoying yourself, it, it doesn't matter. And like I've never really been bothered by viewers too much. Sometimes, like for example, this week I had an average viewer ship on one of my streams for four hours of 0. 0.6. So <laughs> I didn't even have a full person watching me as an average viewer. <laughs> great. I feel really great about this. But then you'll come on another stream and you'll have 10 people sat in there and they'll be chatting all the time. Hmm. Sometimes you can have 30 people sat in your stream and none of them are chatting. So it's it's getting the mm -hmm. balance. It's to be fair, I play the game. I sometimes play the game offline, but playing the game on stream anyway, you just carry on, you enjoy it. It's hmm. it's a difficult balance to get. It's like the, the network game's been really fun as well, because you've always got two people to chat to the entire time during the mm -hmm. network. It doesn't matter if there's nobody in your chat or anything like that. And then yeah, you just have a bit of fun with it. It's the network game has been a really nice thing to do this this time around as well yeah i've 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 had a brilliant time on the network game um because like you say it's it's getting to it's that social aspect of 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 gaming um which is again is something i've always struggled to have you know fit in time to do yeah um it's you know kev, kev is very fortunate kev's talked about you know he chatted about it um when we had our conversation a few months ago you know, he's got siblings and they regularly play games together um you know a couple of nights a week and again i've never had that kind of group of friends that i've played with consistently online um a lot of my my friends that i see regularly um my, my friends that are local to me because they my, my wife says like, oh, do, do you call them your internet friends or your real friends what's that i was like no just, everyone's my friend yeah. You know, some of my friends I live really close by to, some of my friends I live really far away from. Um, but my friends that I live close by with, we all met going to a, a LAN cafe um, back in the day. And they were always, they've always been PC gamers. I was always a console guy. So they would get together, you know, they would play online together fairly frequently. But I didn't have any friends that played, you know, I didn't have any friends on Xbox. So I'd play all these single, you know, multi potential multiplayer games just on my own. So I've never had that kind of, you know, consistent online kind of gameplay experience with people. So the network save for me has been brilliant fun. Because again, like I said, sitting down, getting to chat to two of my friends every Monday night. And just playing a game that I really, really enjoy as well. It's it's a really, really, really it's a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. If you've got if you've got friends and you all play Football Manager and you're not doing this and you have the capacity to do it, I cannot recommend it enough. It's oh yeah, for brilliant sure. fun. It's a, it's been a strange one because I've I've grown up like I've grown up with friends from my Xbox days. So we used to play hmm. pro clubs and Call of Duty and. I think Destiny was probably the biggest game that we all played together, and there was seven. Mm -hmm. I think there was seven of us, so like somebody had to rotate out every now and then. <laughs> it it kind of worked out quite nicely because we were down mm -hmm. one, we always had another one to come in, so it worked, worked nicely sure. when we were doing various things on it. And then I think they all moved over to Rainbow Six Siege, and it was five people, and I kind of got managed out. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> a little bit like, like coming for some games, but. I, this was just as I was starting on Insomnia stuff, so I kind of got managed out. But I never really, we had a, I think I had like a CM Championship Manager 4 like network save with some friends over MSN Messenger. So you, you didn't even have a voice chat then, it was just an MSN group that you chat on. It was like, hurry up, press continue. Can you hurry up? Oh, oh, wait for me. That's all the messages ever were. Or nudges. I mean, nudges in Discord were great for some people. But um, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. 
you heard. We know. Anyway, we know. Yeah, 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 we yeah. know. We, we, know. Know. we yeah. all know. Respond we all know. to that message, all right? Right, anyway. But uh, and that, that's, <laughs> that was probably about the only time I've got to play championship manager or football manager with friends and stuff. And I've still got friendship groups through like people that I worked with. So there's uh, what's called uh, the SBS, which was... Uh, I think they're called the Skelly Bob Squad now, but it was originally called the the. Uh, I can't say it because Kev, Kev, I can feel Kev judging me, but the S Body <laughs> Squad, you, you can understand. So it's people like with various, uh, various, various like uh, ailments and illnesses and stuff. I was like an honorary member. I'm, I'm quite healthy, mm. luckily, and so like. But it was led by a girl called Chloe, who I knew from the Insomnia days. And she built up a massive community of people, particularly during the pandemic, and that they've all become like really close friends. We play games and stuff like that together. Uh, Taff, who I knew for this is where it goes bizarre. So I knew Taff through a guy called Jesse, and then obviously Matt as well. And mm-hmm. then Taff's become like one of my closest friends, and he's an amazing streamer to watch. He's very like he does all the stuff that he does. He does all the stuff for charity as well, and he's got he's mm-hmm. so creative with stuff, and it's amazing to see. I'm playing games with him, and then. He's become friends with Scroobius Pip, and then he plays like PUBG with Scroobius Pip, yeah. and, and then there's a guy called Nolan in America. There's a guy called Cudder in Ireland, and then it's just another community of gamers that I'll sometimes jump in and play games with. I've always had that. That's quite nice, but it's mm. weird circles of friends where they all start crossing over. There's a Canadian guy called Brat. He's a partner on the Twitch. He's not. It's not streamed for a while. He didn't. He didn't really know football until last year, and he became mm. an Arsenal fan. And it was like he had an like he enjoyed it and he messed me about Liverpool games. He's now going to his local Canadian Premier League team every week, like going Amazing. to watch them. And he jumped in, and he goes, This looks really fun, football manager. Just like, how do we get into it? And it's it's really nice to see like all these little communities like have little crossover points, and it's mm. it's a nice it's it's just quite nice sometimes. There's obviously horrible people on the internet, there's so many wonderful people, and I think that's that's mm. what I enjoy the most is like I can go onto Twitch and one of my friends will be streaming, or one one of the people that I regard as a friend is streaming. They might regard me as oh, it's that beardy bloke again. He's back again. So good, but yeah, <sighs> yes. So that's where that one's gone. But then coming back to it, the network game. This is the first time I played Football Manager as a network game, like in sure. tw- in twenty years. Now, if you're <laughs> you're good at maths, I'm about to reveal something, and I've been lying to everybody on the internet for years. Uh, Rich, I'm I'm not 24 years old. I'm actually I'm actually 38. I know what. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, and this this has been bugging me for like years. I've been telling everyone I've been 24. I don't know how people have worked out that I've been 24 for the last four years. But yeah, I'm I'm actually 38. Uh, my first football manager experience was Championship Manager Two. On an EDOS interactive classic disc that you bought from HMV for $9.99. That, that, that was my first experience. I can't remember who I managed. I managed somebody bizarre. Might have just been Liverpool. I probably Liverpool. It was quite bizarre around those days anyway. Michael Thomas was in the squad and <laughs> Matt Walters. But yeah, that's where that's where that's where the obsession started and it just built and mm. built. The the amount of uh saves that I did with mates in a room as well, where you take turns or you'd all jump on the PC. Mm-hmm. Do your bits and then go into the game and stuff. There was loads of them that used to have with friends as well when I was younger. But yeah, I've got that big news off my finger. Yeah, I'm actually 38. I'm, 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 I'm declaring it now. I'm not. I'm. Anymore. See, that's. 
I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm very proud of you, mate, for yeah. having the, the courage to share that with us. Um, I'm also now really, really annoyed at you because, because you've been telling people you're 24 forever. I've been telling people I'm 24 and now I can't pretend I'm 24 either, which is really frustrating. Sorry. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, you've, thank you know you've 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 done some news, but you've also taken me down with you there. So, cheers, mate. It's really kind of you. I appreciate well, that enormously. I I, I, can't, I can see why they ousted you um, for Rainbow Six. Now I really can. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see where that came from. But we're lucky because the network saves tomorrow, so we've got one more day of it, and then the podcast, <sighs> and then the truth comes out, so it's fine. So I think got, we really tomorrow night. We're really, we really yeah. lean into it tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Constantly yeah. twenty four. Yeah. forever 24 that's mm -hmm. a brand um you are right it's the it's those crossovers of friends i think that you've kind of alluded to um there that is really really lovely um i mean one of the things that before we met obviously you've, you've mentioned matt former fmt host uh, that matt he mentioned your name to me he was one of the first yours was one of the first kind of names he mentioned to me when we started talking about, about the wider kind of kind of world of, of football manager or content or people that are out there he's like oh yeah if you ever get the chance to meet a guy called jabberu he's my mate he's sound and matt's one of those people that i'm very very you know when it comes to people normally he's right like his opinions of people it's not very often matt gets it wrong so if matt, it's, it's like it's almost like it's like the matt richard seal of approval it's like yeah this is jabberu he's really sound you're like okay that's all i needed that is all i needed that that's absolutely fine and then it's the Taff and Scroobius Pip thing's bonkers as well, isn't it? I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Again, because it's those weird crossovers of, of, of people, Matt used to host a podcast and regularly appearing on that podcast with him was Scroobius Pip. So I was like, yeah. well, that's really cool. Matt knows Scroobius Pip. That's awesome. And then, like, you know, 18 months later, like, Taff is now playing, you know, PUBG with him. I'm like, Matt, did you set that up? And he's like, nope, it's just completely coincidental. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Of course it is. Of course it is. You know, successful British rapper Scroobius Pip is, you know, is, is makes for two people. Like, of course he is. It's like I have to process a couple of times because there's somebody who's like a, on, on that side of things so out of the football manager world. Again, mm. well, it is out of the football manager world. There's a, a, she's a mod in most people's chats, but then she also streams herself as well called Llama. And obviously, I know a wonderful streamer already called Lamb, but then there's this other mm -hmm. Lamb who's all, also, almost just as wonderful, and she's constantly in Scrooby's Pips, in Taft streams, and all those people as well. So it's it's that crossover. I think I think they need to have a battle over which one gets the actual Lama name, though, because yeah, exactly, Lama off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see how that goes, but yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the way it's the way it should be. It's the way it should be. Um, you, you've talked quite a lot about things like Insomnia Gaming Festival. Uh, obviously, your your job as well, uh, the company that you work for. Um, I mean, I guess the, my next question. I'll, I'll, Kind of fill some people in. So obviously, you mentioned earlier um, before you kind of worked in that industry. You work, you're running bars, running um, kind of bars and event spaces, and then like a, a really good one in Birmingham. How did that transition from kind of bar life to a completely different industry kind of happen? Because you know, I must. I worked in the service industry myself for years and years and years. I worked in restaurants. I worked in bars. Part of my job used to be traveling around the country. Um, teaching people how to run bars in a chain restaurant called Bill's. Um, super exciting. It wasn't exciting at all. It was terrible. Um, it was really, really long days and, and really, really cheap hotels. Yeah. Um, but getting out of that industry for some people is is practically impossible. You know, so some people just spend their entire working lives working in catering in some capacity. How did you get out and kind of what, what was it that drew you to what it is that you do now? 
Uh, it was an unfortunate set of circumstances as well. well to, to start off with, I did an event management degree, so I have a degree in event management. Mm-hmm. But for my placement year, I did my placement year at Sheffield United as an assistant conference and banquet manager. And then that led me on to doing just part-time work while I was I was at Union Leeds, but my part-time job was in Sheffield. So mm-hmm. I'd travel down pretty much every weekend for every match day and do the games there on a midweek because we're in the championship then. So I was up and down there quite a lot. Became friends with a guy called Andy, who was uh he was a year younger than me and he was working mm-hmm. there, but he was super ambitious and he went from like being a barman to a bar manager to running the entire thing and like he's a really close friend he was actually on the circle a few years ago which is was mm-hmm. like everyone got to know who andy was and uh yeah so i carried on working there and then circumstance happened and i moved along to edgefaston and worked there and andy came in as a general manager there which was quite funny it was just like you just following me around he was just like well, no, i've been asked to come and help as well so like, okay fair enough so he's, he's one of my best friends and I've not seen him for a while and he saw that one out. But uh the yeah, so he carried on there and then I went to Edgebaston for a while and Edgebaston was great fun on cricket days. Like the match day, the build up to it was great. I mean, granted, it was a champions trophy in 2013. I worked 42 days straight and I think I lost like two stone in those 42 days just because your diet was either you ate what was on the stands or in the various things, or you just didn't really eat all and you survived off energy energy drinks. Uh Naked smoothies, I seem to drink a lot of them. That's that's all. Like I remember drinking a lot of one of them a day. I thought that'll get me through the day, and then eat whatever. Is that, is that the brand, things. or is that just 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 being naked drinking? Just a being naked drinking a smoothie. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I ran all the bars at Edgebaston. So you went from like day to day where you'd have a conference on, you'd serve some orange juice and water to serving beer to like quarter of a million pounds worth of beer to people, like making sure all mm. that happens. So there was a lot of moving parts and doing things there. And I think there was, there was a stage where it was a bit understaffed and it got, it got to a point and I got and a bit understaffed and I was cleaning the bin room for around the fifth or sixth time, like in a month. And I was like, why am I cleaning the bin room? Like, like <laughs> I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be like a senior manager here and I'm cleaning the bin room. I was like, I can't be doing this. So I, just, I li- Handed my notice in, but I didn't have any plans. I just handed my notice in. I went, I love, I love all the people that I work with. I love the job. Like during the winter, it's pretty dull. Like Christmas parties mm. can only be fun for so long. And I was just, yeah. So I handed my notice in, and then this uh, craft beer job came up. I applied for that, got that, and I uh, opened this craft beer bar in the centre of Birmingham called Pure Craft Bar and Kitchen. It was called Pure Bar back in the day. Really nice, really successful. I still go back there. Still nice to go back. And I went on holiday for my 30th birthday. I'm not 24, remember, so this is <laughs> eight years ago. And I went on holiday. And before I went on holiday, I just got a message off one of my friends going, uh, have you heard the news? I was like, what news? He goes, apparently you're being replaced. And this was So I spent the entire holiday going, what? And I asked I asked my CEO outright, am I being replaced? He goes, uh, no, just, just ignore that. We'll see you when you get back from holiday. And of course, sat that holiday just like, what? <laughs> Why are, you, why are you like breathing into a brown paper bag for the entire holiday? It was like, well, because I think I might be going back to no job. I was like, okay. So I got back and they went, and there, was a, there was basically a new guy stood at the bar. I was like, hi. He goes, hi, I'm Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm taking over here. I was like, cool. <laughs> like, uh, the worst part is, 
the, the CEO, he was running late that day. So he wanted to obviously <laughs> greet me before I came through the door to tell me everything was going on. But instead, I met this man. Uh, it was a lovely guy and all things. And then the, the guy came along, uh, the guy was a manager, and he just said, uh, so, yeah, we've uh, replaced you with Matt, and you're going to move into a regional role where you look after the events and all the beer side of the business. I was like, okay, that's cool. We've only got one bar, though. How's this regional? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's within a region. Yeah, so. exactly. So it was, and it was... It was a nice idea for a role, and they were opening a new bar in Nottingham, and it just and I, I sat, I, I rang Andy like afterwards. I was just like, you, you know, a little bit more. Where am I in employment law? And he goes, I have a have a word with this person, see what they say. And I didn't really have anything because it was less than two years into the job. So carried on, moved moved around, got the events going, got like there. We won best beer bar in the country, like at the pub awards, which was amazing. So that was a nice way, and it was actually a really nice way to sign off because I. That was my last day. We picked up the award. I did a Sean Michaels pose with the award. The award ceremony full. <laughs> Great. And then, uh, yeah, I Andy had moved on. So he'd moved on to the Rico, and the Rico had taken on Insomnia Gaming Festival, and they hosted that there for four or five events. And then they were rapidly expanding. They were going to move to the NEC, and it was like, oh, we need some more like logic-based heads because basically basically gone the whole time just hiring volunteers so they're going oh you're mm. you're a really good volunteer you're now in charge of this and it kind of started to break a little bit so i ended up there and that was four years of my life doing doing the gaming festival and then and it was amazing like we went from went to the nec went to one stage at the NEC where we had 80,000 people coming through. I was running four separate events. One of the things I went to uni for, I went to run music festivals. I ran a music festival at Insomnia. Like I had uh, Chasing Status, years and years were at Insomnia. You, you could pay £11 for that ticket. <laughs> people didn't believe it, so they didn't buy the ticket. It was really, like, Honestly, there was that. When they actually <laughs> looked at the perception, they just went, £11? Nah, that's, that's not true, is it? And yeah, that's what happened. And I got to meet amazing people that I got to work with, got to meet various creators. And, and it was nice. And it was it was a strange move. And I finally moved into event management. But it was exactly the same, similar to where I was at Edgebaston and at Pure Bar. It's like applying logic to those. Things. Like that's My brain is logic-based. I am not overly skilled at many things. But if you apply it, you go, well, how does this work? Oh, yeah. Why not try it this way? And it's looking for those. That's how my brain works. I, I try to look for alternatives. Ways to make things easier, ways to make things easier for everyone else. So we ended up there, and then Game went and bought a bar. So Game used to own Insomnia Game Festival. It's gone independent mm -hmm. now. But yeah, they went and bought a bar in Nottingham. <laughs> and they got me to mystery shop it. And I was like, okay. And it, it was in a sorry state. And they also they bought the bar. The bar had gone bankrupt. So it was a gaming bar. The bar had gone bankrupt, so they bought it from get bankruptcy, then hired the two people who had taken it into bankruptcy to run it. And it wasn't going very well for them, apparently. I was like, oh, I wonder why that could be. So <laughs> <laughs> I went to there, they moved me to Nottingham, and then we have now here for six years later. The gaming bar, mm -hmm. it just didn't get any backing from game. It wasn't the direction they wanted to go. They didn't want to promote an alcohol internet cafe, which if you go to places like Platform, Loading Bar, 
pixel bar in Manchester. It's a very good model of a way of doing things, but game just won't put me back into it. So I was made redundant from that, and I moved on to ESL, into esports. I met the guys that I'm currently working with there. Uh, I went freelance for a bit, got a lot of nice freelance work, pandemic kit, and then I had to go work in Asda, which is where I suggested to Matt when chatting to him about football managers, like, should do a podcast about football manager and it was literally a week before the birth of this <laughs> this, this podcast yeah. <laughs> so it was it was nice to like see this come to fruition also the content creation all the people that i met and that's kind of like my journey of where i where i came to then and then i think just like second year pandemic i'd worked with the company i work for now hive is on a project at wembley for esl and we and mm-hmm. nick just said i need someone to help like move the business along and help help us like project manage stuff rather than everything's in my head. I need somebody to be the filter and get everything. People. And that's, that's what I do now. I'm not in any way a talented director, producer, vision mixer or anything along those lines. I am literally the person who puts the people in the places and then goes, right, there we go. Let's go with this. And I'll come up with ideas for producing or various things. And I make sure I just look after the crew really more than anything else. Mm. So like the, the playoffs is literally me in, me being a bit of a fraud, I'm not, not a vision mixer, but I built a whole show. And like they all, they all turn their nose at me doing it on OBS because I use professional systems. But I was like, I can't do that in my house. Like, I ain't got time to learn these new things. This is where we are. <laughs> so that's how that's how I got to the journey of where I am in the company and stuff. And this, we've hmm. like, like I said, we've exploded. We picked up this massive. So we picked up Insomnia, which was quite funny. So I've now done five years <laughs> at Insomnia where we do the esports stage or five shows, should I say, not five years. We do all the esports stage and provide cameras everywhere else and then any extra consultancy bits that they do. So that's quite nice to go back there and be at the show and see mm. all the people that are familiar. But then also just, I think the last one was amazing because there were so many FM creators that went to it. It was just like family meeting up and there was a nice little meetup, union meetup. It was obviously the FM show was on mm-hmm. one of the stages as well. And that's been amazing. And then seeing all these other people that I've met through all these other games and all these other insomnia like if you've never been go find a friend go to it like it's you're not gonna go and see like brand new games well actually maybe the next one you do but there's it's just a nice meetup nice little community meetup you can just arrange a meetup of there and you'll meet friends of friends of friends of friends and it's really lovely uh what was the question (laughs) 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 yeah so uh so our, our company I've been. I was away in Berlin for most of this year, and that's because we picked up Valorant Champions Tour in Europe. We provide all the cameras and all the infrastructure, so all the cabling and all the how all the video gets out to to what you see on Twitch. That's what we provided. I was unit manager, so there wasn't a lot for me to do unless stuff was going wrong. So that was mm-hmm. great, and it was, got me to interact with a load of wonderful people. We had an amazing crew, but this the Valorant Champions Tour is effectively like. The Champions League of Valorant. So they had eight teams and they all played mm-hmm. their tournament over eight weeks there. And then they did the finals and then they did like the championship. They did their finals there as well. So we were there for four months. And currently, I think tonight is the final of the final. So where the Americas and the Asian leagues come in. But that is massive for us. For, for us, we're quite a small company. We picked up one of the biggest esports leagues in the world that was available. So mm. that was eye opening. Berlin, I'd love to see more of it, but sadly my shifts were usually midday till midnight, so it was like, get up, go to work, get up, go to work. A few nice days out. And then they kept on putting shifts on when I was going to go see, like, a her- I was supposed to go to the Hurtle Berlin game where they got relegated, but I missed out on it. 
which is probably for the best, but you know. May, hey, may, maybe they would have seen you in the stands and go, right, he's tall, get him up front the last 10 minutes, and then you could have changed history. <laughs> but it's but. unlikely. It doesn't happen often at professional football games. They would have um, asked my real age and then they've gone, oh, no, you passed it now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's how old? Um, I'm, well, I'm, you know what? I'm glad that you have ended up where you are. Because because of that journey means we get to hang out all the time. It's the long and the short of it for me, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, you, you've touched upon the playoffs there, um, and I think it, it it would be impossible to kind of sit and have this conversation with you without talking about the FM playoffs. You are, of course, now one of the four owners of of the competition, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, so you, you've, you've alluded, you know, you, you build it um, backstage. Um, you mentioned earlier in our chat, you know, your favourite thing is the path to the playoffs. You know, that's that's your baby. That's your your part of it now. I've been involved in quite a few of those with you. And of all the, I've, I've done most, when it comes to the FM playoffs, I've done most bits and pieces. I've, I've taken part. Um, I've, I've, I've been in the path of the playoffs. I've filled in in the, in the actual playoffs themselves for Tony once, which went really, really well. Um, and I won't take any further questions on it. I've done panel stuff. I've, I've been on the drafts and crafts. Path of the playoffs is, is arguably one of my favorite things to be on. Um, because it's, it's, it's now, now especially, it's very much yours. And having spent time around you, like through through podcasting, just in general, it feels like it's 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 very very jabberoo. Um, how have you kind of got it? Yeah, are you happy with where it is at the moment? And and if you are, how have you got it there? Reasonably happy, as mm-hmm. as most people will know, is like when they ask me how the shows went, it went all right. That that's how I'll say because there'll be things that I'm annoyed. There's things where I press the button wrong or not prepped something properly, or made a spelling mistake, or. There's been a transition where it's not where it's like I I get knows mm. that's my neutral and it's how how we improve those things going on. I mean like the last playoffs, uh, so speaking of like last week, well done steak bake, amazing work. Uh, can now shout that out. Mm. We were went a little bit earlier, and the playoffs were a lot of fun with Cleary last time out. But like the, one of the simplest mistakes was, and this is I think a, I don't think many I think I said about it on my stream this week, but. Uh, during the first two games of the playoffs, you probably noticed the stream was stuttering just a slight amount. What was happening? My CPU was running at 95% at that stage. Mm-hmm. And I was go, I, I was sat there going, what the hell is going on? I was closing down as much as I could in the background that I could physically do before it like started to affect the broadcast. And I was like, right, oh, we're okay there. I'm like, let's close everything down. Why is it doing? And what had happened when I'd switched from the playoffs to my own stream, so I switched to scene collection in OBS, OBS had one of those weird faults, so I looked it up on the internet, and went, turn this on and turn it back on again. Uh, turn this off. Yeah, turn this on and then turn it on again. Yeah, and, and then turn it on again. No, turn this off and then turn it back on again. So I turned the thing off, which I think was hardware acceleration, and I'd not turned it back on again. And luckily I'd realised that this was what the problem was. So I sat there, I was right, Tony, just just... Just before you go, get them guys to talk about this. Before we go, we need to take a break. We've got to take this break because honestly, I, I was just like, I don't know what to like. I couldn't actually watch the broadcast because it was stuttering that much on my PC. Mm-hmm. But I had, I, was, I had my phone open. I was like, it's fine. Like, it's fine on the broadcast. <laughs> but <laughs> one more thing loaded on this, and my PC is just going to go pop. Not to <laughs> the extent of where it went pop uh, when the power went for two hours. <laughs> like, that was. Mm. <laughs> I honestly thought that was my PC as well doing that, but then I realized there was no lights on anywhere else. So, yeah, the, the stress of that was crazy. Uh, 
and then we reset it and everything was fine. It was just like, like there we are. <laughs> I know. Like, we're okay. But past that, so I am like the minutiae, like little things I've, that's annoyed me. Like I've ruined mm. two games worth of gameplay, even though it looks perfectly fine if you watch it back. Uh, and it's missing out little things like I couldn't get the scores going because I couldn't actually get to do the edits in the background that I need to do. But for the to the playoffs, it's adding those extra bits and it's planning ahead. And it's like I said, it's the competitors make all the drama. We've just got to make it a bit of entertainment around it as well. That that pre-show is where we get to show off like the the pundits and their power and their knowledge and stuff like that. Like Dupe, I think we had on ours, and it was amazing. His level of mm-hmm. detail is brilliant, and his humor is great as well. Like some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he says before we go online, it's just. How's this gonna go? <laughs> awful. Granted, he's usually naked for most of that as well, just like behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's one of those. But uh, yeah, I think it. I want to bring add extra bits every single time, and I want to add something new to each broadcast, so we slowly build up to like an amazing thing. And I think it's how we bring some of those esports elements into it as well. Do we do like I'm not saying we did the promos thing, and they were very cheesy and some people just can't do that type of thing as well like i think uh there's a few like memorable ones that were done i think stinger's done some amazing promo videos where it's just a quick 50 seconds and any words most of the visuals and stuff uh zanko who actually raised he was doing a stream last night and i remembered he do you remember his promo video where it was just him doing the national anthem for some and that was it. And it was always like, "Can you do a promo video that's twenty five seconds long?" And Zanko sent us a two minute video of him stood up for the national anthem. Like, <laughs> we can't cut this now because it's a national anthem. Like people in Slovenia <laughs> might come after me for doing it. There might be something illegal about it. So it's it's those bit, but I guess we do guided like things. So it's almost mm. like do we do a Q and A with all the players, and they all have to answer the same questions or something along those lines that we can add to it. But then it's time and it's editing and various things. So it's stuff to make it simple but good. Mm. But it's great to see like the development of all these streamers that have come in. If you look at likes of Salty B, he was a. Mm-hmm two-person streamer when we brought him in he now streams quite regularly he was on the panel last time did an amazing job on the panel callum callum was pretty brand new never drafted before properly done the cosa cup here and there but he mm-hmm. came in and now look at him now with all of his amazing goal sound alerts that somebody's made for him but one particular <laughs> called declan Moore. uh but yeah it, and it's great to see like the development like it's same with uh the reason i came into the playoffs was i've watched i don't know how it happened and i think me and Nerd Fun, it was when me and Nerd Fun were actually chatting. We, we mm. both watched when somehow Tony got handed the reins to run the playoffs. Like <laughs> on his driver's instructor's before he got his new PC as well. So it was on his driver's instructor's PC. And the whole show just completely stuttered. You couldn't see any of the games. You couldn't see any of the pundits. It just wasn't working. And I think got handed to somebody else. And then Tony's PC just never really recovered. Mm. And like, I think that was the, the first bit was right. Tony's new PC, we'll get that bit sorted. And then it was just like, right, Tony, how do me and you get in into this and we get off? Granted, we're using it now. How do we get off Melon and make an actual production? And that's that's kind of where it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of work to start off with. There's a lot of graphical systems I built in the background that now reasonably automated. If, and it's one of my things to do in between is to sort out all my folders because they are such a mess. I've got so many like Photoshop files. 
and then random websites, which is how I build all my graphics through HTML. But I don't know why any of them do anyone. And I keep opening them and go, no, that's not the one. Why is it on this one? Why is it, where, where is it? And I'm just trying to find it. So it's getting those bits in order. But I think the way it's gone and the average viewers and the people who are attracted, Adam Cleary was, and I, I don't know if you're similar, I listen to a lot of What Culture during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. people listen to What Culture, people listen to Cultaholic and that. But What Culture I just listen to quite a lot. And I always used to love when Cleary was on because he's just that little bit off off kilter and granted mm -hmm. he might not even watch the wrestling so he just gets updated <laughs> finds out what happens like as they're telling him on the podcast so that's even better mm -hmm. uh but now he's doing 442 content and actually his content's really good his tactical mm -hmm. analysis of some stuff's really good as well and he does it with a sabutio pitch which is just a little bit cheesy but also perfect at the same time <laughs> so getting him in last week and we tried to get him to stream and he, <laughs> he started <laughs> I go to do a test stream with me around this time last week and it took him 10 seconds to blink on his test stream. And I was like, you've not even got the game open and it's doing this. <laughs> Luckily, we planned a plan B. Alice, can you get Tony, uh, can you get uh, Adam in on your stream? Can we talk about that way? And we got Alice all set up and it, I think it actually worked better that way because you, you got a new dynamic to the playoffs, which was amazing, mm -hmm. which was two people on a stream at once. <laughs> it, was, it was just lovely. I'm and it was it was such a lovely combination of people as well. Like it, yeah. it worked. So I, I think from from the last playoffs, it's it's mad for me to even have to sit here and say that the best thing about it for me wasn't steak bake winning it because I love steaky steak steak yeah. bake is wonderful. Steak bake is good people. Um, but that should be by far away the best thing and my favorite thing from from the whole experience. But the fact that like just just Adam and Alice together. Yeah, like it's the A team, it's the A and A connection. It's just such a wonder. Like it, it, it's, it hadn't been done before, and it worked so well. I'm like, this is hard for that not to be the takeaway that this was the biggest success of 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 that competition. And it's like, I don't know. And it was it was something I said. I think I said to Kev, it might have been actually on Network Save this week. Maybe that's the way they should go with the tag team championships. You have that. Mm -hmm. You just have one team, yes. and you just you alternating what you do with the managers, but you do that. It's almost like you do co-op mode. On feet, yes, which is really annoying all the time because the other person doesn't pass to you. <laughs> it's like it's always <laughs> that way. <laughs> Never passes to you. Yeah, it's like it's, you're basically like Cristiano Ronaldo every single time in the box, complaining that you're not being passed to. But uh, mm -hmm. but you shouldn't pass to him anyway because he's a piece of scum. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, yeah. So that that was great. Maybe that's the way they go with it. But I think having that involved with the players, having a bit more say in it as well, and bringing in these new competitors, it's a lot of the work comes down on me as well, which I mm. get frustrated with. But then sometimes I'm a bit of a control freak as well. I'm just like, well, no, you can't do that. I've got to do it because I know how to do it. And it is sometimes it does have to sit on me because it has to sit on this computer here that's not going to go on fire anytime soon, hopefully, if I click the right button. So, Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers. Um, I mean, you, you've talked about some of the, the really, really great competitors that we've seen kind of come through the playoffs and kind of, you know, they've almost used it as, as, as a launch pad as, as, you know, this is like, right, I'm now in the public forum. There are now eyes on me and I'm actually really, really good at this. Who for you would be, if you could get anybody from FM community or just the wider world of football, who would you love to have on an FM playoffs? that we haven't had before. Well, punditry team needs to be the four of us. We need to get that to happen <laughs> one time. Yes. Just, 
just so we can do the music and do all the stupid things and pretend it's a mm-hmm. podcast. Obviously, that needs to be that way. Uh, I'd love Zealand in there, and I think it's a, it's a big ass now. Like I think he is mm. kind of t- ties the show down. We've had Ben on the panels, which has been great. We've had Jack and Kevin in there as well, and there's some people out there. I mean, we said about if we can get Cleary on it properly and then Cleary mm. plays Alice, you've got another narrative to write there, but then get somebody like James Oldcott on as well. So he was in the showdown a few times. He does a load of football analysis, have him versus Cleary, mm. even get like the TIFO guys involved as well. It's bringing all those like community people together, like the people that do a lot of YouTube content. It, I think I think that's that's where it's nice. Is there's a difference between Adam Cleary and Ian McIntosh. Ian McIntosh doesn't do YouTube content. He's, he's done mm-hmm. some bits of it, but he's done mainly audio content and obviously lots and lots and lots and lots of written content. So it didn't really... It, like people knew who he was, but mm-hmm. they went to watch his stream when he did it once, but that was it. That's, he didn't return to doing any streaming after that. But I think getting all those various football creators that we have out there, you know, I think that would be amazing. I mean, you'll almost yeah. just have that full set of them to have the eight people that are in it are all like various real life football creators but they know tactics they know how to play the game etc yeah there's 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 such a wealth of people out there and it's it's those crossovers you know you talked about it in terms of people that you know and get to know online and in terms of the wider world of content as well it's those crossovers that i think people would be really really interested in watching happen and the playoffs is it's a really good platform for it. It's a really, really, it's a really good platform for it. You know, it's, it's incredible. You know, I've talked about this all the time. I've talked about it on podcasts. I've talked about it on stream before, you know, my involvement with the playoffs has been going for a few years now in, you know, different, you know, just in, in participating or being on panels. I've done bits and pieces over the last, last like, couple of years and I've loved it, but the improvement in the production value of, of the product over the last like 18 months has been just nothing short of magnificent. I mean, pound for pound, it's, it's visually, it's stunning. And that's all because it's, it's all because of you. Like really it's, it's that, that, that's a you thing. Um, it's, it, it looks, it looks amazing and it's run brilliantly. And, you know, I think Tony's attitude towards, you know, we're making television like that, that, it just seems like people that are working towards the same thing, working together, which again is always a wonderful thing to have. It all comes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, you know, you've said it, your brain runs via, you know, you are a logic based human being. And the most valuable person in any room is the person that just understands what is supposed to be done and can facilitate that happening. Like you can have the 10 most talented people at different aspects of what, you know, you can have 10 most individually talented people in the world in a room together but without somebody to guide them and show them what needs doing. It's not going to work. And that's what you do ever so well. So it's, it's been, and it's been, it's been nice watching you do it as well. Like the, you know, going from when we did that path to the playoffs, where it was just the two of us four and a yeah. half hours in a very, very hot room, making a lot of puns about uh, bands from Manchester um, yeah. to, to where it is now. It's 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 nothing short of magnificent. So it's it's been lovely to be a part of, and it's been really nice to watch you kind of grow with it, and you get significantly, especially on the on camera stuff as well. Like you 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 mentioned it earlier, presenting. Like, is that something that you are you surprised by how much you enjoy that aspect of it? Yeah, for sure. I think it's. Mm. I need to work. Like, I, 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 it's one of those things where I want to work on what I say. I know I say like similar things a lot, and there and those things, and that 
exactly what I've just said there. It's those <laughs> bits that I need to get away from, and it's 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 with practice, and it is that talk to yourself a little bit more. It's getting just comfortable in that space, and I think it's having, and it's always important, like, I probably couldn't do a playoffs panel with people that I don't know, so I've always got to have a care Versailles, even yourself, just just somebody that you can always, just in case, just pat off them. Or, right, I've got something to do very quickly here. Kev, you go through the fixtures. Sai, you go through the fixtures. Even pushing pushing various like buttons and stuff like that, just make sure we're on it. And I think it's just you've always got that reliable sidekick, almost mm. say, or that co-host that not really acknowledged, but and I think I think we had it with the playoffs last time. Tony went off completely. I just went, right, Kev, take over. And Kev took over immediately, just so naturally. And it just worked mm -hmm. perfectly. He just started asking questions to dupe. Uh, about what what was happening, etc. So, it, and because of Bob as well, because of Bob, and, and I think we've we've actually got that formula quite nice, where you have like mm. person who's the co-host, they're just straight down the middle, tell you everything that's going on, we'll get involved with a couple of debates and stuff like that, and then you, the other two, you can have somebody who's really really analytical based, or you can just have two oddballs as well, which always works. <laughs> like, like as we said, it's almost like you're part of that role, I guess, but then you've got Callum, you've got Llama that we've had. Then we had Cosa Bob last week who was just throwing things out completely left field and just breaking everybody. It's like, what did you say there? <laughs> and my favourite part of Bob last week was when uh, he commentated on a goal, I think for Viking, I think it was Viking Dan versus Fletch, and uh, <laughs> it was... Who's got his equalizer for Fletch and then went through the entire goal and then Tony just went, actually, it's 2 0 to Viking Dan. So, <laughs> or to Big Meaty. Big Meaty. That's Big Meaty. Yeah, Big sorry. Meaty now. Yeah. Big Meaty. I'm, I'm currently in the rebrand, my rebrand to Viking Dan. Yeah. So, if you could just, yeah, not allowed to mention it until it's uh, public, <laughs> but you know, it's the, the yeah. gears are in motion. And it is that the presenter, like having that dad, you. You rely on the people that are around you, and like I do, the mm -hmm. jokey bits where I sing a song at the start of it. Granted, I think I've sang My Heart Will Go On three times now, and I've not realised it. Maybe I need to make a note of what I've actually sang. Uh, but yeah, it's... And it's, yeah, like I said, I've, I've enjoyed adding the jokey aspects to it. I've enjoyed, like, lovely stuff has now become some sort of trademark of mine, which... Then I realized Tony keeps saying it. I was like, it's the same my thing. <laughs> like, but then I realized it's just a phrase that everyone says. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a phrase. I again behind the curtain, I now I can't type lovely stuff in our Discord without putting a trademark symbol next to it. That's how committed to it I am. That's yeah. that's 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 Jeb's thing. I made the wonderful emote with like my beard that says lovely stuff on it, but it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's like it's not my thing, but somehow it's become my thing. So there we are. Uh yeah. And it's nice, and I don't, I don't know how far that goes. I don't know if it, it just becomes I'm just do path to the playoffs. I don't know if I do other shows. I don't know if I do. I've always wanted to do like a football type of show, but it's yeah, it's how those things come around and mm. who gets involved with them. It's, I mean, I've listened to five live up and down the country every time I drive up and down, uh, mm -hmm. listening to the shows on there, and I always enjoy them. Like I always enjoy Chappers, Steve. Crossland and then like Mark Pugach and all the people beforehand, Kelly, Kelly Cates, and I just enjoy that presenting style. Colin Murray's like one of my favorite, like ever for sports, mm -hmm. and it's such a shame yeah. that he moved away from it. And like when mm -hmm. he got match of the day, too, I was like, Yeah, this is gonna be amazing. And the pundit's just like, oh, No, too much, too much jokey stuff, but it, he's just mm -hmm. got that perfect combination of stuff. But yeah, it's 
I don't think I'll ever go that far, but it's like if I could do a football show or something like that, we do it on Twitch, maybe. I think I think we even said about even doing like the podcast we do once a month, mm-hmm. we just get together and have a chat about something. It doesn't have to be about football manager every single time, mm-hmm. but it's maybe something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 it would be a shame if you didn't get to explore the the, the possibility of doing more things with it because it's yeah. something that you are dead good at. Um, testament being, you know, I was away a couple of weeks ago and uh, the boys recorded a podcast without me and Chip did an annoyingly good job of hosting it. Frustratingly good. It's um, like this week, because we're doing a, a job with Rainbow Six at the minute, so I'll be, I'm will be i not on the podcast next week because the Rainbow Six finals next week in our studio. And uh, I'm, they've done like a quiz where they've asked all the players and stuff. And they basically, I got a, got a message off the, the guy who was video editing and he goes, can you just read out all the questions for me and record them? I was like, okay, fine. Then can you read out these lines as well, just in case? And then can you just do a couple of correct? No, I'm afraid you got that wrong. Ooh, nearly. No, that's not correct. Ooh, well done. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's correct. And so I did all that. And then lo and behold, I've ended up on the broadcast like three times this week because I placed these quiz segments and it's me asking the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, cool. I'm like, now, we're now into that one. So we'll see. It's just how it happens. It's how, organically, organically. It's how the it's how all these things happen. Um, I mean, there's there's one more thing I think that we should probably have a a, a brief conversation about um, because as I say we've we've touched upon you know you, you work with the playoffs you know how you got to where you want you know we we understand you a little bit better as a human being now I think um, but there's one thing we we should probably have a, a little bit of a chat about before we go and it, it, in fairness it came up last week given some of the content that we were uh, talking about last week. Um, Liverpool FC, Jeb, they are the team that you support. That's a that's just a statement. It's, it's a statement yes. of fact. Can't change it. They are the team that you support. Good night, everybody. We smashed okay, it. Bye. Um, bye, everyone. Uh, um, so, Liverpool, talk, talk to us about Liverpool. Where where did that come from? Is that like, is that like a family-based thing, or is it just a, hey, they'll do? Well, you know, uh, I don't get this accent from nowhere. Um, <laughs> so... My both my parents are from Liverpool. Obviously, full family apart from my sisters are from Liverpool as well. So we were born down in Great Yarmouth because my dad worked out on gas rigs out the mm-hmm. North Sea. I think that's where it is. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying to remember which side of the North Sea's on. And then we moved up to Morecambe because we uh, he worked in the Irish Sea, like on the Morecambe Bay gas rigs out there. So. So that, that's where that was. But all the family from Liverpool. My dad is an Evertonian. And my mum's a mm-hmm. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool fan. My dad worked away two weeks out of every four. So my mum brought me up as a Liverpool fan. That's pretty much how it happened. So, <laughs> and like my grandparents on my dad's side are obviously all big Everton fans as well. Uh, so that's where that, that Liverpool love came from. There was a brief period when I was about six where I was a Man United fan. I know. For, for about like two weeks and they gave up like and then went back to Liverpool uh, more bombshells we, know, we, exactly. we, were prom- we promised them today and yeah, here exactly. they are it's 38 years old and used yeah. to support United honestly yes yeah, I think it was about two weeks but I'm still reminded of it like by all family members like when, when there's gatherings and stuff and I'm thoroughly <laughs> ashamed of it I mean it's a hideous thing to do uh, so yeah that's where that came from Uh the FA Cup final when we won in 92 was on my birthday, which was lovely. Uh, the FA Cup final won in 2005 was also my birthday. And actually, the FA Cup final win when Michael Owen 
yeah, I think that was my birthday party was that night. I remember that when, when they scored two. Perfect. But I couldn't stand Michael Owen. <laughs> I really couldn't. Like, this is before he joined Man United. I couldn't stand Michael Owen because he took Robbie Fowler's place. And Robbie Fowler was God. And that, that's all that was. So I was fine How with... dare you stand yeah. where he stood. Yeah. Exactly. And he also exactly. forced Stan Collymore out of the, the club. And Stan Collymore was amazing for us for that one season. But yeah, it's probably for the best anyway considering what he did afterwards but anyway uh <clears throat> hey, he, he would never hey, had that never yeah. happened stan collymore would never have gone on to have a cameo in basic instinct 2 true 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 there you go these are yeah. these are the kind of football facts you get on this podcast um i will guarantee you there are now people listening to this going there was a basic instinct 2 yeah. and then there are people going stan collymore was in it yes yeah, exactly yeah he crosses his legs very seductively in an interview room it's a whole it's not don't Terrible, terrible business. Yeah, so that's where the Love Liverpool came, and it's kind of never really gone away. Uh, mm. There've been testing times. I mean, Roy Hodgson, that was a testing time. <laughs> oh, who you signed? Well, uh, Paul Koncheski. Is that all right? No. What about <laughs> Milan? What was his name? Milan Yukanovic, uh, Yovanovic. Oh, the um, the winger. Yeah. The one the little, who, the Serbian winger. Yeah, the one who went for a diving header and missed. Like yes, yes. <laughs> just face planted the floor. Yeah, like those impactful signings that we made. Uh, and there was like, I don't know. I've been through a few where it's just been we, we had so many false storms. Like I remember when we signed Robbie Keane, I was so excited about having Torres, Keane, Gerrard as almost like our fun three would have been amazing, but made it get played, so that didn't happen. There was obviously the season. Where well, that was when I was working at the bar uh, in Birmingham, so I'd sneak off whenever there was a Liverpool game on. I still remember going to the Man City game where Coutinho scored at the end, and it was three-two. Mm-hmm. But Henderson got sent off, so he missed those last three games, and that's probably why we actually lost the title. Not the Gerard slip; it did contribute towards mm-hmm. it, but there was no one to back up. And uh, yeah, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. I've seen a lot of wins. I mean, the Champions League two thousand five is still one of my favourite ever nights out ever. Don't remember mm-hmm. anything after the trophy lift, but it's a great night. It was in Manchester as well, so it was even better. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> I still remember uh, my favourite part was I was with my friend Sam, who I was at uni with, and uh, when Alonso missed the penalty, like he went oh, and his glasses fell off. So he went to pick his glasses up off the floor, and he just turned round to me and Alonso, obviously hitting the rebound, just saw me just going mental. One of those little memories. <laughs> you always remember just somebody turning around. But you just realised what had happened. And I think as that penalty went in, somebody on the balcony of whatever yellow card pub we were in at that time was uh, just smashed his pint glass and tried to throw it on all the people below that were celebrating. Because you know, bitter Manx. But there we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what an what an absolute treat. Um, I mean, would you say in your? Oh, it feels weird saying it. In your, you know, thirty-eight years most of those bar couple of weeks as a United fan. Would you say this this kind of modern Liverpool um, side are the best you've ever seen in terms of, you know, within the context of Liverpool? Uh, I'd probably say yes, but there's an argument for like the 2000, 2008, 2009 when you had Gerard, Mascherano and Alonso in midfield, mm-hmm. then feeding balls to Torres. Like Torres in his bomb was one of the greatest ever strikers and then mm-hmm. we 
made a very wise decision of selling him to Chelsea because he kind of gone a bit. Granted, he have a Champions League win, but still, the mm. uh, yeah, there were. If you you bear in mind, Torres and Suarez were together at the same club for, for one day, and it could have been longer. <laughs> if we'd not sold him. Said we bought Andy Carroll. I'm like Andy Carroll did all right for us. He just didn't get used uh, and got injured a bit. But yeah, I'd probably say so. I think probably a couple of years ago was we were at our pomp, but then I'm excited about this midfield again now, and it's mm. and it's nice to see Salah as well. Salah's now turned into like a leader. There's rumours mm. of him going to Saudi Arabia, and I think Saudi Arabia is a really difficult thing for me now because it's obviously some of my favourite ever players have all gone there and ruined the legacy and things like that. Sally mm-hmm. can understand more, and a little bit of Mane as well, is because that they are Muslim and that they mm-hmm. are going to a, a massive, obviously Muslim country, and the yeah, it's like sticking with the religion and stuff obviously there's so much mm-hmm. wrong with Saudi Arabia but you can understand a little bit more and then you also know with Mane he's going to probably build about four new villages in Senegal with with the money that he's yeah. making because because the way he goes back to people mm-hmm. but yeah like Henderson I was at a point with Henderson where Henderson was my favorite ever captain of Liverpool was bigger than Gerard. He was. He just had everything about him. He's a leader on the pitch. Like the pandemic showed more than anything how much of a leader he was. Because you watched any of those games where there was no crowd, the only person you could hear for most of the game was Henderson just screaming at everyone. Same with England games as well. You can only hear Henderson screaming at everyone when he plays. Like Harry Kane's captain, and he's not saying anything. Because like, how does this work? How does this not happen? But yeah, he's gone and done that. And obviously, his backing for the LGBTQ plus community that he did was amazing and then he's just kind of put it all away and it like that was really really difficult to take uh, mm. I thought this season might have been a really good season for him just to develop and he wouldn't have played as much but he'd still be captain he's the leader by example mm. but screw him like honestly you've thrown away everything by just going doing that and just completing and I think the worst part is it's just being completely silent on it no apologies no uh I've done this, but I'll give half my salary to charities or something like even just a, mm. even a token amount of his salary to charities just to, to counteract it. Just nothing, absolutely nothing. He's just been silenced and he's, he's gone over there and just kind of ruined everything. So it's the silence that's the worst bit, really, isn't yeah. it? Because it, there's yeah, so much of an opportunity to, to talk about, you know, just 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 be on, open, honest, talk about it. And even if it had been for absolutely abysmal reasons, then at least you know. Yeah. But it's the the silence. The silence. The silence is so much louder, and mm-hmm. it is very. It, it is dis, It is incredibly disappointing. It's you like know, it's Gerard's kind of ruined his managerial career because he could have easily taken a championship job and just worked his mm-hmm. way back. Uh, but he's gone for that. Robbie Fowler has gone to the second division. I was just like, why are you doing that, like? It was just like he had, he had he has a successful Liverpool podcast. He had a he's obviously owns he didn't need the money. He, he owns half of mm-hmm. Manchester, so it's, it's <laughs> like, he doesn't like yeah. with, with all the investments that he's made. I know he needs to improve his managerial career and his prowess. And he wants to do that, but don't go there. Uh, Firmino as well, like Firmino. I think Firmino and Alisson were talked about recently. They're really heavily Catholic Christian. Mm. That makes no sense for them going over there, but. Over the money, I'm like, I don't think Allison mm. will, but who knows? That's the thing, isn't it? At the end, the end of the day, money is a 
incredibly powerful motivator and you're offering people more money than they have ever and these i'm I'm insane this is well. this is taking into account you know taking into account the you know wage that they would have been on as high level professional footballers in the premier league it's money they're never going to dream of like Mm -hmm. it's 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 such an astronomical amount of money but just just talk about it just be open but at least be at least be honest about it with the people that are invested in you your career your time the things that you stand for or, or you know in some cases don't just have that open and honest conversation with people because at least then they know um flipping it around i suppose um aside from you know massive dis- disappointing livable players um if you had to pick if you had to give me your three favorite liverpool players of all time don't necessarily have to be the best liverpool players but your three favorite liverpool players it's difficult now because <laughs> that, that's what i mean it's like oh, i've just put you on the spot oh. no yeah i was gonna say if you'd asked me like two months ago it would have been fowler henderson and then Firmino slash gerard i mean like i, I mm. went to a one of the things with my mother i went to a derby and I sat in the Anfield Road end with my dad. So we did a, did the the, the pool derby the proper way, where you sit next to mm-hmm. another fan. And Gerard scored a hat trick there. It was great. <laughs> we had to stand up because we're in the Anfield Road end, where you have to all you have to stand up for the whole thing to see the game. He just sat down for the rest of the second half. Like, <laughs> so we're watching this, <laughs> which I obviously took immense joy out of at the time. But yeah, it's like those, those players are great, but the kind of buy like they've. they've kind of got to disappear like amazing memories but they've kind of ruined those legacies so if we go the other way uh torres granted mm-hmm. he left he went to chelsea but like he was amazing like for those three four seasons unbelievable like striker mm-hmm. you think of the goals that he scored you think of the Vidic, how he, he anytime he played the Vidic, he just destroyed him like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like a weird like bogey things like i'm gonna get sent off or he's gonna score a hatchery against me or whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, Torres was replaced by Suarez. Suarez for the two seasons that we had. Okay, he did his bitey things and he's done various other bad things, but he was just a delight to watch. I've never, and still to this day, I've never seen Salah almost a little bit, but I've never seen a player like Suarez with the ball. He could just wriggle mm-hmm. out of absolutely anything and just get into the best positions. I think that season where he scored like 40 goals. Mm-hmm. He laid on God knows how many for Sturridge and for Sterling as well. It was just amazing to watch. Uh, and then it's got to be Salah. Like, mm-hmm. It's just been a joy, an absolute joy to watch. I love like Robbo and uh, Trent as well. I mean, Trent's frustrating because his lack of defending, but then everything else about him is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Salah's just been a joy to watch. And, and I think it's that development of Salah. Like, he's 30 now. He's they have this leadership group at Liverpool. He's now in that leadership, and he's been showing it for like the past few seasons. It's quite nice to see him get Harvey Elliott and some of the young players like give him a little hug, give him a little talking to, you know, do mm-hmm. this, this, and this. Uh, so yeah, and then just just the goals that he scores. I mean, last season I think that period where he scored was it against City one week, and then he scored again. Oh, it was the season before against City one week. He scored like the best goal of the season. And the next season he plays mm-hmm. Watford. And he scored the goal the season again. Like, <laughs> just where he wriggled past everyone, scored an amazing goal. So yeah, that they're, they're probably top three where I am. There's loads of like also runs. I mean, even just like people that nobody else could stand from outside the club, like Lucas, uh, Dirk Coit, like just 
horrible players to play against, but actually valued so much by the club. I think Henderson mm-hmm. was a little bit that way. They're just like, oh, they just run around a lot. I was like, yeah, they run around a lot, but they make an impact on the game when they're not playing, you know, to sit. So, mm-hmm. so there we are. Dirk Kite's a great shout. Yeah. Great shout. I. He scored a hat yeah. trick from six yards, like a combination of six yards against Man United. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a player. What a player. What a horrible, wet hair gel, crusty looking trim he used to sport for quite a lot of his career. That, set, that horrible centre parting that I'm going bold, but I'm still going to part it down the middle. Yeah, and it's and all it's good. Oh. so greasy. Yeah. So greasy but and it just, horrible. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't move when he runs as well. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And Absolutely uh, perfect. The. Uh, like as Liverpool, Liverpool with football manager, I've hardly ever touched them. Like since my early days mm-hmm. when I used to play with them. So, Championship manager too. I used to get them, sign various various players, do all right with them. I did a save. It must have might have been twenty nineteen, and the only player I signed was Solomon Rondon. Was the only player I signed <laughs> when he was at West Brom, <laughs> and uh, Solomon Rondon. And I signed a keeper because we had Mignolet in net. So it must be, mm-hmm. might be a little bit earlier then. So we had Mignolet in net. So I had to replace the keeper. So I think I signed Timo Horn and Solomon Rondon. And in my first season, I won everything. <laughs> like <laughs> Rondon got 25 <laughs> goals. Uh, Timo Horn like, kept like 30 clean sheets. And that's all it needed, that that squad, even though like defence was awful. Like before Van Dijk and... Well, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Mm. Yeah, but all it took was those two signings and I won everything. I remember in the Champions League final and Rondon scores a winner. I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. World beaters. That's all it all it takes. Listen, listen up, yeah. football managers. Sign Solomon Rondon and you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Well, I don't know about you. I, I I feel like I know you even more than I did an hour and a half ago. I, oh, I, nice. I, I I knew most of these things before anyway. Um, has you know, I'm not so I, I didn't say it was a good thing. I just say I feel like I know you more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prejudices. You know that I'm a liar. That's what it is. So. Yeah, I know. I know you're. A, I know you're a lying United fan who was once yeah. ousted by a Tom Clancy game. Um, so it's uh, one of those things. Um, there we go. I have had a really really nice time talking to you, pal. Shockingly enough, who would have thought it? Mm. Um, but I think that's probably, I don't know about you, mate, but I reckon that's probably a podcast. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, why I, think, not? I think it, yeah, feels about right. Doesn't it? It feels about right. Um, before we go, before we go, um, if people would like to watch you making the content that you make, where can they find you doing so? Uh, I'm not here this week, so twitch.tv forward slash the United City FM from 3 till 5 p.m. You can find our good friend Kev streaming also during this week, probably during the daytime as well, twitch.tv forward slash Y Callum, where you can find him so make some excellent content. Ask him to play some of the Declan Moore song, because apparently I might have recorded, I counted them earlier, nine of them. I don't know why. <laughs> and, and I'm probably going to record more this week when I'm bored as well, so we'll see how we are. It's just a just I come up with a silly song idea, I sing it, and I just send it to him. Don't do any editing on it. It's just done. There you go. Have that. You've got a song. <laughs> uh, current songs that I've used so far uh, include the Witch Doctor song. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, what was Spice Girl? Tell you what you want. Is that Spice Girl's first song that was used? That is. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's been used as well. There's a few others out there as well. Uh, that's the way. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh, I like it. Yeah, that's in there as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
all the songs. You might play all them out. But yeah, go watch them because I'm not around this week. So there you go. Watch Kev, uh, watch, watch Kev, watch Callum, and then you can experience Jeb vicariously through Callum's stream. There you go. You'll hear his beautiful voice. You'll know it's him because it's it sounds like him. Um, in some cases, with his voice through uh, the uh, modulators. Yeah, it's, 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 still... definitely, it's definitely all through modulators. It's definitely all <laughs> <laughs> You'll know, though. You'll know when it happens. You'll absolutely know when it happens. Um, lovely. Lovely stuff. Trademark. What about you, Rich? Ah, oh, who cares about me? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. Scandinavia. It's going okay. Uh, we'll talk more Scandinavia next week when uh, when when the guys back. We do a proper save updates. It's definitely my turn. At least three things have happened. At least three. Um, there you go. Well, thank you, Jeb, for today. It's been absolutely lovely. And thank you, audience members, for listening or watching or however you are consuming this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, press the little thumbs up and like it. Let us know we did a great job. Um, press the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Do those things. Um, bookmark us on all your podcasting platforms. Do all of those things because we like making podcasts and hopefully you like listening to them too. We will see you on the next episode of Football Manager Therapy. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye.